Hello, everyone, and welcome to Generate Joy. Today's episode is going to be all about three steps to unlocking your unique God-given purpose. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit on how these past few months, God has been just like unlocking this in my own life. And I thought it would be so inspiring to share it with you. So let's get started. You're listening to the Generate Joy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Davis. I'm a faith-based life coach, helping you reach your goals by learning how to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. I'm so happy you're joining me today. Let's get to it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Generate Joy. Today's episode will be focused around three steps to unlocking your unique God-given purpose. I'm so pumped about this topic because for so many years, I kind of just felt like I was spinning my wheels and I was so just confused on the whole idea of like God's will for me, God's purpose for me, God's given me these crazy gifts and talents that don't seem to line up with anywhere that He has me in my life, as far as like season of my life. And it just always seemed like I have this big giant desire to do something for God and connect deeper with God, but I didn't really know how. And I wanted to just kind of break down a few things for you in this episode, give you some encouraging points to think towards, maybe a little exercise or two that you could start doing in your own journaling or your own prayer time or your own quiet time to just kind of invite these things into your brain, into your thought process to maybe help you unlock the beautiful gifts and talents and purpose that God has for you in this 2023 year, right? God is outside of time. And for some reason, He has chosen to unite you and I right now in this podcast experience to connect. And I want you to know that I do not take that lightly. I really believe that the Lord has all of our steps counted. He even says in His Word that He knows our thoughts before we think them. And so if you're out there wondering, what is my purpose? What can I be doing for God? What? Why do I feel like I'm not doing enough? This is the episode for you. And I want you to just grab a cup of coffee or turn it up and get on a drive. And just for the next few minutes, focus on this these three key points that I want to share with you today. All right, let's get started. Today is a very special day at the Davis Nation. My son turned 12 this week, and I know I had a little bit of a, oh, in my tone of voice just now, but he is my sweet baby angel from heaven, y'all. And he was 10 pounds, three ounces. He was our last baby, and he is a big boy. And he has just been the best cuddler, snuggler, mama's boy, always just wanting to make sure I am taken care of. He is just one of the joys of my life. And today we get to celebrate his 12 years of life with about six or seven of his also 12-year-old friends. So this afternoon is going to be pretty lively for me, but I'm not sure if you have a house that has, um, if you've got kids that are a mixed gender, so like boys and girls in your home, we have two girls and a boy. And let me just tell you, 
Here's a tip about guy birthday parties and girl birthday parties. Guy birthday parties, they don't care about a theme. They just want good food. They want to blow something up, burn something, shoot something, jump in water, you know, adventure. That's all they want to do with maybe hot pizza at the end or s'mores at the end. Girls have to have a theme. They have to have the decorations. They have to have the schedule of events because girls, slumber parties, let me just tell y'all, they crazy. I have girls come over and they do like a, you know, slumber party. And I'll have little girls that don't sleep all night. And I'm like, what you doing? If you, why have you been up all night? You know, little boys are not like that for the most part. Most of these kids that are coming over today, they just want to go on the big hike up on our mountain and slide down the hill, burn some stuff, jump on the trampoline, play spike ball. They just want to hang out and be together and drink yoo-hoos. And so guess what? I'm going to provide that this afternoon because I am the party czar. I love parties. And I love watching those guys play together and laugh. And it's all nonsense. And it's great. So that is my rest of the day. It's going to be so fun. So fun. Okay, let's get into it. Today, I'm offering three steps to unlocking your unique God-given purpose. Now, before I get going too far and offering these three steps, I wanted to clarify the way I like to look at the macro purpose and the micro purpose of God's design for um, for you. I believe we do operate under a macro purpose, which is the Great Commission. We also have a macro purpose of how we operate within the body of Christ. And there's order within the church service. There are teachers, um, administrative. There's so many people or so many gifts and callings that are listed in the New Testament that um, Paul shares and he outlines in, in different areas. And all of those things I love to see as the macro purpose because that helps us as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ, have an expectation for one another, almost like we're all to be participating We're all to be on mission together. We have a sense of unity out of that macro purpose, you know. I also like to think of the micro purpose as being my individual relationship with God. And so for me personally, I love spending time with God, obviously, but I love spending time with the Lord sitting with his word, meditating and thinking and just zoning out and being with God. I also enjoy um, creating music and singing songs. And I also enjoy um, connecting with God through prayer. And there's just a very unique, intimate way that I personally connect with God that's different than the way you connect with God, right? Like my husband He loves to run, and he's that kind of person who can, like, run and pray at the same time, you know? And the only way I can pray when I'm running is, Lord, please don't let me die while I'm running because I cannot catch my breath, right? (laughs) So um, running is not necessarily the time when I connect with God. But 
that is an Amy thing. And so I like to think of the micro purpose of God is, is sort of like how I connect with God and how God floats through me to other people to serve others. And I, I love that because the scripture teaches us that God knows every thought that we think before we think it. He's knit us together in our mother's womb. And so I do believe that there is a micro purpose that we have been given to share in our families, to share in our communities that will aid in the macro purpose, which is for us to go and make disciples, right? And so the thing that I've had such a hard time figuring out is what is my micro purpose and, and how does my micro purpose give me just satisfaction in Christ? Because I want to be able to be, you know, connected with God the way he's designed me to be connected with him through in our relationship, not like salvation, like he has that and he's worked all of those things. But I'm just talking about my daily connectivity with God is unique to me. So I've shared a little bit before that one of the problems we have in discovering our unique um, purposes, our unique gifting is, is because we are always going through transition. And as soon as we think we've figured it out, something changes either in our circumstances or in our life or our, our time constraints. And it, it just takes an, an adjustment period to figure out, okay, what then shall I do? What do I do now? And I know many of you may be in this sort of transition time right now where you just feel like you're stuck. You feel like you've got no motivation. You don't know where to be serving God. You don't know what you're supposed to be doing for the gospel. You don't. You just like big giant question marks everywhere. And so I think these three things are going to help. So first of all, we have to have an aha moment. So step one is aha moment, a light bulb moment, right? Something that's going to be like, oh, huh. That's the thing that we're looking for. Now, we live in an information saturated world and we can get all kinds of information at us. Some of you even found this podcast through a Google search or a search on your Spotify or whatever. We love information, but information alone does not change our lives. We have to have information that causes an aha moment, okay? Let me give you a quick example of an aha moment that I had that totally started the ball rolling for me on this one topic. I was very much um, against getting an Instapot. Now, hear me out. I have one now, but hear me out. I was against it because of all of the videos and comments and opinions of folks on Facebook back in the day when the Instapot came out and people are blowing off their eyebrows with the steam and, and they're getting knocked out by the lid popping off of their Instapot because they didn't secure it properly. And I am just like, nope, I know myself and I just don't have time to learn another appliance. My memo always put up black raspberries and made this black raspberry jam, which is my favorite. And so I got, I inherited her um, pressure cooker and I knew how to use that. And I mean, I was set with that chaos. I understood the risk in using a pressure cooker. And so for me to learn the Instapot, I was just not 
ready to go to the emergency room. Because I know myself and I know that I would be the person who's like, oh, it's time to eat. We got to take the lid off of this Instapot now, right? And so I was kind of like against it at the time. But over time, all of those posts began to just sort of fade away. And it was offered to me as a gift. And I was like, great, I will. Let's get an Instapot. So we are now Instapot people. So one morning... I'm setting up my Instapot for, I don't know, grits or something. I was going to just do it real speedily for my family. And I had taken the lid off and sat it on the island. And it had caused a big like condensation ring. And my little boy walks by and he's like, Mama, why do you have that sitting on the island? And I was like, well, because I have to take the lid off so I can stir it, buddy. You know, I'm like talking to him like, duh. And he's like, well... Uh, the lid is supposed to sit in the handle and he essentially takes the lid, turns it on its side and sticks the lip of the top of the Instapot into the handle attached to the side of the Instapot and the lid essentially stands straight up. And so the condensation sort of pulls in the the rim, the inside rim of the lid. And I am just like, aha, they think of everything, you know? And I was so surprised because I was like, huh, well, I didn't know that was how that worked. And so you know what I did? Now that's my practice. Now when I take the lid off of my Instapot, I sit it in the handle. That is how it works. So that's a little fun kitchen tip, Instapot tip. If you didn't know that's how the Instapot works, the lid will sit and rest easily on the handle. I also learned... Um, that if you do take a butter knife and push the little red button, it does make the release go quicker. But that is how you can blow your arm off whenever you're trying to release the pressure of the Instapot, which I totally have done. See, I knew I would do that. But during the process, I had an aha moment. And that aha moment changed my belief in how the lid sat on the Instapot, right? That information created an aha moment of like, oh, this then is how the Instapot lid sits on the Instapot. It changed my belief. I now believe that this is where it goes. And sometimes I will walk away from the Instapot while I'm getting dishes or whatever, and I will take the lid off and I'll forget that it goes into the handle or whatever, and I'll just sit it on the island. And when I come back, I'm like, oh, that's not where that's supposed to go. Because I have already had that aha moment. That is a practical example. I've had a lot of those moments through different transition and seasons of my life. But these three steps help to point me in the right direction of discovering my unique purpose. Step one, have an aha moment. Step two, that aha moment will change the belief that I have or you have in whatever it is that the aha moment is about. Step three, what then must I do? What then is your new purpose, your new mission? Let me put this to you in a way that is not so kitcheny. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a thing, but one aha moment I had changed everything for me around homeschooling. And it really did change my belief. And it really did then change my mission and my purpose towards homeschooling. 
I had come to a point, my daughter was about five or six, and then my second daughter was maybe four, and then my little boy was still a toddler. And I had come to the point where I'm like, this is too hard. I've got, I just don't know, God, if this is really what's going to work for our family. I don't know if this is what's going to benefit them. I feel like a failure. You know, all of these just fears that I had about homeschooling, that I'm going to mess up, that they're not going to benefit from homeschooling or on the, all of the questions that all of the doubts that any homeschool mom goes through, I was having them on repeat in my brain a lot during that time of my life. And I remember just praying, God, please show me if I need to continue doing this. And we were at church a few nights later and we were singing this hymn during the worship time and it was really complicated and wordy and I was really into it. And I was so thankful that I was able to like just worship and, and I was really starting to just calm myself down with all of this fear of homeschooling or whatever. And I looked down and my daughter and who's probably five at the time is singing all these like complicated words. And I bend over and say, Alani, how do you know this hymn? We've never sang it at home, (laughs) you know, trying to be quiet. And she just looks up at me and points to the screen and says, the words are on the screen, mama. I'm just reading it. And I just remember that aha moment of like, it's working. I've taught her how to read. This is changing everything. I can do this homeschooling thing. And so that aha moment of recognizing that she's reading the screen changed my belief and my ability to homeschool her. And that also gave me motivation to stay on task, to stay on mission, and to just reinforce that um, purpose of us homeschooling in our, our family, right? And so that's just a beautiful way of how those three steps turn to help us discover, okay, we are going to be a homeschool family until the Lord tells us we don't, we're not going to do this anymore. And so those three steps, having an aha moment, in that example, step one is to have an aha moment. This is working. Step two, have a change in belief. This is working. I can do it. I can homeschool. And then step three, what then must I do? I need to continue homeschooling. And that's not always how you're going to discover your purpose and your mission, but these are three steps towards helping you discover them. For me personally, this has served me in so many aha moments. I'm looking back on my life and I'm like, oh, aha, that makes sense. And I'm just reinforcing this belief with these aha moments that yes, Amy, my purpose is to encourage and to spur on women to grow in Christ. My purpose is to inspire women. My purpose is to come alongside them and help in any way that I can. That is my micro purpose for me personally. That's why I have started this email list. That's why I've started this podcast. That's why I'm trying to um, serve women faithfully and pushing them towards the gospel through Christian life coaching, through discipleship of a, a group of girls that I meet with every week. I'm stepping into this purpose of how I am able to join in on the macro purpose of discipling people, of 
sharing the gospel, of serving others, right? I wanted to close with this idea of if you are in a season of question, if you're in a transitional season and you just are feeling like you have so many problems with uncovering this unique purpose that's somewhere inside of you and it's this big mystery that you don't know about yourself, I would encourage you to take a piece of paper or your journal or whatever and just write down a few aha moments that you've had in your life and then work out these other two things like step one, an aha moment, step two, That aha moment caused a change in your belief in what way? Journal about it. And then from there, from what your change in belief was, what did you start doing? What began your um, next steps towards fulfilling your mission or your purpose from that aha moment? And I want you to write that down and begin to take that like, to the next level, to where you can see three or four examples of this already worked out in your life. And I promise you, you are going to recognize a pattern. You're going to recognize some of the same beliefs that you're discovering over and over and over. You're going to recognize that your purpose from each one of those aha moments may begin to be super similar from transition or season of your life to the next. And then what I want you to do is maybe sit down and write out your aha moment from this podcast, from this experience that you're having. And just pray that the Lord gives you just some insight because there's that quote by, I think, Albert Einstein, who says, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And your brain is going to offer you the same solutions for the same problem, even if they don't work, because your brain does not want to work. It wants to conserve energy. It wants to make find the easiest way of escape. It wants to protect you, and your brain is working for you, okay? I'm not saying your brain's terrible, but your brain is working for you, and it is doing its job. But we have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. The Holy Spirit is able within you to make you brave, to help you overcome the fear that you're experiencing in trying to discover what it is your purpose is, what your micro purpose is. And some of you may be fine right now, just satisfied in the macro purpose. And that's great. But I wanted to just encourage you to ask God, What is it unique to you that you can offer other people that you can step when you get to step into who God has made you and you're doing what you ought to do and you're walking with the purpose and you're aligning yourself and are in the flow of doing what it is God has created you to do. It's not that exhausting. It's not sacrifice. It's not feeling like you are missing out on something else. It's helping you gain confidence. It helps you recognize this is where I can contribute. This is where I get to be useful in the gospel. And it helps you get excited. And so for me, I love serving at the hospitality 
tent at our church because I get to see all the people. I get to talk to all the people. I get to encourage them to welcome to church. I get to be that um, bright, welcoming presence right when they get to, to our our campus, right? And I love getting to do that. And I would have never done that for years and years ago. Um, I just wouldn't have thought about it. But I'm just so excited to know that that is where God has given me such passion and such gifting, such excitement, and that it's not a sacrifice to show up at 4.30 to greet people for church because I'm like, yeah, let's do this. I can connect them to the right person they need to talk to. I can help them find a seat and just talk with them along the way. That's what I love doing. So finding my unique purpose has really served me to... I guess, let go of those extra thoughts of like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like the energy that I have spent on what is, what makes me, me and all of that energy is just now being poured into doing what it is that I know God's called me to do. And I'm just wanting you to experience that because it's so beautiful and it's so healthy in your relationship with God because you're not questioning over and over and over. It's like, yes, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And the questions become more like, how can I do this, God? Show me where I need to plug in here. Show me where this is going to be useful. Oh, that's a, that's help me be creative in finding a solution to use my gifts to serve other people. Okay, I hope I've given you a lot to think about today from this episode. And I would love it so much if you are interested in one-on-one Christian life coaching to just shoot me an email. I'm going to start up a new session in June and it will go, I think, 90 days. So if you're interested in that, would like more information about that, just shoot me an email and I'll be sure to connect with you. Okay, that's all I have for you today. I hope these three steps have helped to encourage you to seek out your micro purpose. And let me tell you, if this has been encouraging to you, go ahead and leave like a a starred review or a comment or share this with someone. It really does help get this information out, get this podcast out to more people. Thanks so much for listening. Have an awesome rest of the week.